Justin, are you familiar with H bomber guy? H bomber guy. Is that a hydrogen yes. bomb? Uh, I imagine that's a it's a reference to it. Um, but he's a YouTuber okay. who makes about one video every year. And um I basically I, I put a shirt and tie on every time I, I he puts out a video that so oh, so okay. so excited I am for them. And um he just he just put basically his yearly video out um on on Saturday, I think, or maybe it was Sunday. I watched it on Sunday. It is four hours long and it is extraordinary. Um it's basically a, a deep dive into um plagiarism on YouTube and how plagiarism is actually a really really interesting thing because um so rarely does anyone ever see any sort of like outside of like academia does anyone see any sort of like real legitimate um uh, uh ramifications for being a plagiarist and so he goes in in depth and talks about several people who he has discovered are like serial serial plagiarists um and the second half of the video is about one specific guy. Um, his, oh gosh, what's his name? James Sodder, Sodderfield? Somerton. Um, he, he's like a, a, a Disney YouTuber um, who has like just plagiarized everything. It's not, it's, not, it's not just Disney. He does a lot of Disney stuff, but he's um, a gay man and, and does a lot of like queer focused YouTube videos and just plagiarized it all from all of these other much smaller queer writers. And so this video um, just goes really, really in depth about all of this stuff. So I watched about the first half of it or so um, yesterday morning. I was uh, house sitting for my parents, didn't have much going on. Watched the first hey, little bit. Just to what be up? clear, that's like two hours. <laughs> like, yeah. not like, yeah, not like a little commitment there. That's a, you, mm -hmm, you put time mm -hmm. into it. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And I, I think yeah. he's a very good presenter. And then, uh, I put it on, um, when I got back here and Elena was around, I was like, Hey, if I put this on, is that okay? While you're doing other stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then she very quickly like stopped what she was doing and is like laser focused on this video. Cause it was about the time that he starts talking about this guy, James Somerton, Somerton. And Elena is like hooked on this. And I was like, Oh man, this is so interesting because the last video he put out a year ago is about a man named Tommy Tellerico. Do you know Tommy Tellerico? You uh, might. To be clear, I think we talked about H-Bomber uh, guy did. before because I'm looking at his video oh. YouTube and I had watched the Roblox oof. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, then there yeah. it is. Because I, I will say this. We've talked about Tommy Tellerico like maybe the first year of our podcast because you watched the Intellivision presentation at E3. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember this? And you were like, it was there was nothing to it. It was yeah. terrible. It was like um, the worst like spin cycle ever for something. Yes, yes. Um, and so we literally today, I got done with work. I knew we were recording tonight. And Elena was like, I explained like, oh, you would actually, you might be interested in this other one because basically she was so hooked on this, on the, the one he posted the other day because it was just such an in-depth dive into all of the lies and, and mistreatment that this one guy did. And I was like, oh, you might be interested in this other video because it is literally two hours about this very thing. And this guy, Tommy Tellerico, is just such a, just a, a massive like serial liar, <laughs> like, like just cannot tell a single shred of, shred of the truth. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, that does sound interesting. So I get done with work today. I know we're recording at seven. It's five o'clock. And she's like, we have two hours. Can we watch that video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can. <laughs> so she's 
hooked on my man H Bomber guy, which is insane because, like, what is she gonna watch his Bloodborne breakdown next? What's happening here? You know what I mean? Uh, woke brands. That's one of them. Yeah, it's interesting. He talks about how like brands have like um, brands have to have to have like thoughts on things now. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, here at Gillette, (laughs) 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 our our razors have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we stand for this and that and whatever. Um, If you are not familiar with him, though, he is uh, truly uh, fantastic. Uh, H-Bomber guy is. And um, his videos, I think, are made with a a lot of care, uh, a just metric ton of research um and and also his his new one on plagiarism i think is is really interesting and it's very interesting especially for video games um because he opens by talking about um the do you remember in what like 2018 there was that guy from ign who plagiarized a dead cells review yeah philip musin if i'm correct yep it's all about that and it's all about who that guy was and all the other stuff he's plagiarized because believe it or not when people plagiarize usually it's not just one time um and so if you were ever interested in that situation, because I remember that happening, but I didn't really understand like what the fallout of that was or why or whatever. Um, it was qu- quite interesting, but um, I have a, just a general question and then a follow up. Uh, the question mm-hmm. is, does he talk about AI and what that's going to be doing with this idea of plagiarism? Yep. OK, because I think really we're at this weird crossroad of uh, plagiarism and technology and things like that, because I think there's already been a lot of this on YouTube and specifically on social media when people like will use assets and things like that. Like what is actually classified as plagiarism versus intellectual Mm -hmm. property versus like there's, there's so many weird gray areas that we don't really have many official laws on (laughs) in in terms of what you can and kind of, because the internet's such an ambiguous place. Um, but even like what AI is going to be doing, and as a high school teacher, this is something that, that I run into more and more. And it's almost one of those things where I, I, we talk about this chat GPT thing a lot, but like, I am, I'm just overly impressed at what you can do with chat GPT. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that is like a plagiarism machine. It's, it's interesting. In this video, he talks about like, like you are not wrong. It is a like literally built off of just reading other people's stuff and spitting it at you. And yeah. did those people consent to that? No. And especially with like AI art and stuff like, no, those people did not consent to that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a nightmare. And because he also, he mentions how basically this, the, the guy at the end of this video, James Somerton, like lifts word for word from all of these different places. Like literally it's just like copy and pasting into his, his videos. And, um, but then, uh, H bomber guy goes in and says like he could have probably gotten away with this if it weren't for you meddling kids. Uh, no, you probably could have gotten away <laughs> with this too. If, if you threw a lot of this into a, a chat GBT, you know what I mean? Because, because you can't, it'll, you can say, write this in your own words and it'll do that. It's not great at it entirely because some things are, you, you can't just like substitute one word out for another, you know what I mean? And have it mean the exact same thing. But like for the most part, like you can, get away with that and tools like that make it a lot easier too. Is that, so is that something you run into a lot as a teacher? Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing like 
and this has been the story of plagiarism forever, it's really hard to catch good plagiarism. Like when you literally are like rewriting and taking someone else's ideas and putting them down in your own words, some people might be like, well, is that truly plagiarism? Um, and that's where there's like that murky area. But like as a teacher, you always run into people who plagiarize poorly. Like when they pull yeah. from the internet, they don't format it differently at all. Um, they, they use words that are way out of their vocabulary. Um, I had a, yeah. a, a student plagiarize uh, a poem that he was writing, and it was just kind of like one of those things like, okay, first of all, you, I, the background of ChatGPT is there. Like, it's not, you didn't even do it well. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. But, like, if you're good at it, it is indistinguishable from actual yeah. poetry. And I know that sounds weird, but we're dealing with high school kids here. Like, if I go into ChatGPT yeah. and I talk about, like, write me a poem about this theme that's talking about this that includes a metaphor, a simile, and a whatever, but write it at a ninth grade level. It will give you an awesome poem at a ninth, ninth grade grader, level yeah. that is written. Um, that, again, is indistinguishable from some of the stuff that I read um, on a day-to-day -day basis as a teacher. Um, and I don't know, it's, it really isn't those interesting things in education where when this was first becoming a thing last year, people were talking about it like it was the devil. Now people are just kind of like living with it. It's just one of those things where like, we did not all, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where like, yeah, now at this point it's just like, well, we just have to figure out what to do because it is just a thing. And we, we've talked about this right in the past. Like this is only going to get better. And so how do we deal with that as people or if you're grading something, how do you specifically deal with that? Or, you know, if I'm working on something and whatever, you know, it's um, a whole thing. But I'm, yeah, I'm very fascinated watching this, um, uh, the, the H bomber guy thing, because I actually when I'm teaching plagiarism to freshmen, um, I really haven't done that. They have a much more formalized plagiarism lesson nowadays. Um, but mm -hmm. when I used to do it kind of on my own, I would use the Philip Mewson story about it. And a bunch of yeah. people were like, that's not plagiarism. And I was like, bro, no, it, it is. is. That it is, is, that is, so, is yes. the definition of plagiarism. <laughs> and you basically have a bunch of kids being like, I guess I plagiarized. I'm like, yeah, I guess you yeah. have. <laughs> like, you're literally, you're using someone else's words, man. Uh, I think game way, reviews are so, you know what's that? I was going to say shout out to Boomstick Gaming. Um, I actually started following a lot of his work because of the Philip Mewson stuff. He was the guy who uh, blew blew the the doors off. Pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's interesting too. Like game reviews specifically. Like you know, having written games uh, reviews. Sorry, uh, there is this anxiety about like, am I going to write the right thing? You know what I mean? Like, like, am I going to give an opinion that people are going to agree with? And there is this like, it's, it's kind of freaky, especially because like you can't read up on what other people think, you know? And, and I don't want to, because I want to come at something completely fresh, you know, whatever, even if I'm playing a game after release, like I don't want to, if I'm going to have to like write a formalized review after like embargo lifts, I generally try to avoid reviews because I don't want to like, taint my own opinions you know what i mean like i want to just like give like exactly what i think but there is something very um anxiety inducing about doing that because hey what if you're super wrong you know what i mean like like what if you are super not on the money and you think something's great that everyone else thinks sucks or vice versa you know you just never want to be that guy but um very interesting video uh i would highly recommend checking it out uh you do not have to watch it in one sitting or two sittings like i did um <laughs> Sometimes I have my friends get mad at me because I'll be like, yeah, I can't watch that movie. It's too long. And they're like, you watched a four hour video on one guy's plagiarism. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. It and was great. what of it? And what of it, Justin? It's Hitbox. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 171 my name is peter Hunspitek, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich justin how are you doing doing good we're getting in that point now i know it's december has just began but i literally yeah, smell just, christmas just sprung i taste christmas i know it's there i'm already looking ahead at my calendar and being like school's basically over right now I got three weeks yeah. left. It's done. I mean, no one's, no one's yeah. thinking about work and doing get homework. Out of there. Yeah, just get it, go on and get out of there. Uh, but like as a teacher, it is like one of those things like when you realize like finals are like at the, the last week and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> we got yeah. to end all this stuff real quick. And like uh, all the things we've been juggling, throw them down on the ground. So uh, I do have to say it can be a stressful time. Um, I, I'm going to also say that uh, I'm a huge proponent of finals after Christmas break uh, kind of person. Mm. Um, mm. We, 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 at the school we used to go to, that's how it used to be. Yeah, I liked it like that. And now it's during break. So all this like holiday cheer and all the fun festivities that happen during the holidays is then just like layered with just the replaced stress. with like, of like tests, right? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. don't care. Let me tell you all the research that says it's better for students to not have a break between finals being in high school, see what these kids are like. It's not better for them. Preach. Yeah, probably not. Preach. Pre- Justin, go off, King. That's what we're saying now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's new lingo. I don't know if you've heard it. Go off, King. Preach. Go off, King. And then tell them how, how it we is. All, we all dab. We all yeah, dab precisely. our way. Yeah, I'm yeah. hitting the whip and the nae Jeezy, mm, um, mm, crazy. Mm. Justin, here's a preview of what's coming up in the news. Save me, please. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. The trailer is announced and then leaked and then officially posted a day before it is meant to xbox says game pass isn't coming to nintendo or playstation anytime soon and capcom threatens us with more resident evil remakes um we're gonna get to all of those stories and no more but before we do i want to tell you that you can join our discord server the link to that is in the description of this episode you can also support us by hopping on over to patreon.com hitboxpod and becoming a one dollar podcast producer or a three dollar deluxe podcast producer like jay Knoll. Uh, Dave Parker and GKS every single week those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30 minute bonus episode um, today we're talking about uh, the the fallout TV show and what we personally want out of video game adaptations um, I'm excited to hear what you think about that Justin because uh, I know we've sort of like wanted different things out of our uh, adaptations in the past so I'm curious like where you fall with that sort of stuff so if you're interested in that conversation just three dollars a month on patreon.com slash hitbox pod if you can't support us there that's fine twitter.com slash hitbox pod or at hitbox pod you know what I'm saying you can find us Sorry, at hitbox pod on twitter what'd you say what, what website yeah twitter.com I, it's really hard to hear you through all this like just like the like, terrible ownership I can't yeah the, the owner of the company called it twitter.com so recently so there you so, go. So I guess that's what I'm going with. Um, going back, going back home, going back home. Can you imagine just like removing all of the just like incredible branding that they did, and just just like just hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money, just hemorrhaging it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> just what an what a profoundly dumb guy man <laughs> <laughs> but um twitter.com at hitbox pod you can follow us there because uh, we just love the platform and love everyone um that's involved with it uh <laughs> this went off the rails a little bit for me uh because you know i usually just like i just like boom 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 list all out and now i can't find where i am except i can you can go to your podcast player of choice and rate uh rate us on there and that does a lot for us but enough about that justin i want to go to the metacritic roundup with you come with me i'm coming Metacritic Roundup. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's December. Very, Isn't it weird yeah, how empty. like it used to be November? Like the like the mid-November to like early December was like the biggest stuff of the year. And then now like we have Avatar coming out later this week, which we don't have any reviews for, and then nothing, like truly just nothing. Until I, the end of the year. I'm I'm fucking glad because I don't think I could handle any more bangers. If fucking Avatar comes out and it's like a 10 yeah. out of 10 best game ever, if I have to contend yeah. with another one of those, I'm going to, I can't. What do you think Avatar would have to do to be that? Um, probably, uh, hmm. Like jokes aside, I think if it had like a really, really, really good story, you know, like like a really just like memorable good story, but like if if they could find a way to to make a romance that like mixed a little bit of Liara with a little bit of um Aerith Eris uh and a little bit of who else are people thirsty for? What's that Baldur's Gate vampire thing that people love? Astarian? Yeah, Astarian. You put all three of those together, you mix them up in a little pot, shake them up and throw Tifa on there, then you're good. That's it right there. That would ten out of ten. That'll be a ten out of ten for you. No, not um, for me. I'm just saying for the masses. For oh, for the for the gamers, yeah, for the gamers, um, for the real gamers out should, there. You know, I used to have long hair, and whenever I put my ponytail in and I connected it with a cow, um, they didn't like that. I don't know. <laughs> they <laughs> just, just wasn't. A, yeah, they they, they ran away. They didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, or they tipped um, over. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, we're tired. <laughs> you know, we're tired a little bit today. You tell we're like a little bit tired, both of us. Um, not on our A game, but you know what we are on. I played four games. No, <laughs> okay, game. that's yeah, that's a, we're on our four game. <laughs> on our four game. Um, Justin, I've been playing a lot more Baldur's Gate three. Uh, I got to a, a moment yesterday night where um, I entered the threshold of an area, and then it said I got a, tr- a trophy for like finishing Act one, and I was like, that was all. Oh no! Act one. All of that. I've played like like 30 hours of this game that was act one um i'm very excited to to, to continue uh, it, is, it is still quite good but um have you been playing uh more with elena or just more by yourself mostly at this point for the most part it's been by myself uh she and i just haven't had a lot of time when we're not watching four-hour youtube videos um, <laughs> hey, we're just so busy so many <laughs> yeah so many like four many hours yeah. yeah yeah um no but we we have played a little bit um, I will say we made one decision that was different and we accidentally started a very, very bloody war. Um, and then she was like, I want to redo that. <laughs> so we reloaded a save. Um, and so we have not, we've not done a ton, uh, uh, since we last played. Um, so I still can't really speak to like how different things go, but it does at the very least feel pretty big and pretty open-ended, um, in a way that other RPGs just don't, in my opinion. Um, like for example, uh, I found in a like a, there was a town that was completely controlled by goblins and I rescued a gnome who was being tortured by the goblins and he was like, thanks, mister. I'll see you later. And then he ran off 
and then I don't know. Did he like with a giggle? Later, like, <laughs> like, um, he he was kind of grouchy, so no. Oh, okay. Uh, but also, he was just being tortured, so maybe that contributed to it. Mm, yeah. um, so sort of, uh, you know, uh, out of the pan and into the fr- uh, the fire. Um, uh, the fr- frying pan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a chapter in The Hobbit. From The Hobbit, I was um, going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he, uh, like, I'm, I'm exploring the Underdark, which is like the the underground world. And um, lo and behold, he has been captured and is a slave uh, in the mines of this place. So I freed all of them. And then I talked to him again. And he was like, I'm going to go find my friend. And I basically was like, why don't you? I, I think you do a bad job of wandering the wilderness. Why don't you come to my camp and we can go find your friend together? So we're going to do that. Now. Oh, is he in but your party? Just, he's not my party, but he's in the camp. So basically, oh, okay. like every time we rest, we can go talk to him. Um, I assume that means he's going to show up the next time that like a story, important event happens with him. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. Like it's it's a really small thing, but it is like I could have totally missed him or what happened with Elena. She did not successfully save him from the goblins because they were like, she didn't get a role properly. And then they wanted to fight her. And she was just like, I don't want to deal with this. So we, we walked away. It's like, I'm going to be curious if he's going to show up in the mines, uh, in her playthrough. And if he does like what his reaction is going to be, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just this yeah. interesting, small little thing that even if that does happen, like that he shows up there anyway, for me personally, it did feel kind of cool that like I had this interaction with him and then he remembered me. And then like, oh, I kind of have this small relationship with this character who, even though like it's not the most interesting thing in the world, it is just a small way that I feel like I have personally affected the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, is, are you liking it more now that you're like 30 hours in or is it kind of like leveled off? You're liking it more. You're liking it more. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty deep into this game in a way where like now I'm I'm like. I'm really, really deep. <laughs> I, I I like it quite a bit and and I'm kind of surprised because I it's not that I didn't think I was going to like it but when I first started it I was like okay this feels a little big and like I'm a little in too deep like uh, that this is going to be too much too much for me to handle um and it is at face value a lot but once you sort of break it down a little bit and, and just like meet the game where it's at I think like moment to moment it's it's not so bad yeah, it's uh, about a 55 and a half hour main story, it says. Main insides of 103, and I know you for a fact are going to completionist it at 144. So have fun, Peter. Dude, no way. The, I mean, like, I, I was even like, oh, maybe I could try for like a platinum. Maybe if I did like two playthroughs and like I looked at the stuff and I was like, no, no, no. Like, what do you um, have to do to platinum it? Um, it, you have to get several of the different endings, which I imagine you can't just save scum your way out of easily. You know what I mean? I imagine that it's not going to be just like pick one of three, like a Mass Effect style thing. Yeah. I imagine that like there's going to be several different places where the game can end and stuff like that. Um, there were a lot of different things for, for different classes, um, that you had to do. Um, there are certain characters that you had to do specific things with, um, but, like that sort of stuff. Okay. Just like way too much. Um, you also have to play the game on the hardest difficulty, um, which as much as like, I do enjoy the combat, it's not necessarily what I'm there for. Uh, so it's it, it, like, I'm playing the combat on the easier mode with Elena and then I'm playing it on the normal difficulty for myself. Um, but I wouldn't want it to be any more challenging if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that says I do that said, I do think that the game is, does kind of a bad job with certain things of like, uh, telling you when you might be getting in way over your head in a fight. Uh, Cause like you have a level, you know, like your player level and then enemies have levels as well. And you can see what the enemy's level is once you start a fight. But like 
there was a scene where um, basically one of the first quests that you get is to meet up with the, the like a uh, they're called a Gith Yankee, which is like the race that um, the green alien looking lady is. Um, she's like, Hey, like what if we meet up with some of my people and they can help us figure out this, this problem. So I played the game a bunch. I, I was level four at the time. And then the, cutscene that happens with her people no matter what you do I, tr- I tried to save scum my way through it on multiple different times because i thought i was doing something wrong no matter what you do it always ends in a fight with those people mm. and they are all like level six and seven i was level four like they're like in the first turn of combat just like completely like wiping my party so i was like oh okay like i guess i'll just come back later but i think i, I don't know whether or not i actually hit a point of no return or not but going into act two there was a thing that said like have you finished up the things you want to finish up here for now so I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back or if I do like, will things be different or whatever? But like, I simply don't know what the game was expecting me to do with that. If I wasn't going to be able to grind for levels because I'm only level five now still like you are not leveling up very frequently. Yeah. It, uh, is there permadeath? Um, there can be. So basically like if a character, if a character gets downed, they have three um, turns, basically like each turn they're going to roll a saving throw and you have to get either three successful saving throws to be revived or um, if you make three failed saving throws, the character dies. You can also just revive them by spending a turn with characters action points to go over and like help them up, right? But if they die, you have to use a scroll of resurrection to revive them, which you start the game with a few. Most vendors will sell them, but they are pretty expensive. You'll find a handful out in the world though. Um, but if you don't have one of those on you, um, they do just die, and I think they're dead forever. Oh. I think also characters can die in storylines. So, like, like obviously NPCs can die in storylines. It's happened a lot with me where I'll be like, where just people will die, right? Um, but I think your player characters, there are certain choices you can make that will have them be killed, too. Or characters will leave your party as well um, if you make the wrong choices or you, like, piss them off. For example... Um, pretty early on, you can side with the goblins and get a new party member named Minthara, I think is her name. And she's like an evil drow, basically. And uh, if you do that, you are required to kill all of the druids and um, tieflings in this, like this, start, one of the starting areas. But she'll join your party. But Karlak, uh, the red lady who I'm sure you've seen uh, with like the horns, she will leave your party forever. So like, like there depending on what you do, your, the, your party is going to like grow and change and adapt and whatever. Um, and they can also, I, I believe they can also just flat out die, but damn. I mean, that game sounds deep. It sounds interesting. I'm going to want to play it. I am not going to play 144 hours by, by the end of the year though. I'm sorry to say. Probably not. Right. But also like, I w- thought I was going to play 10 and be like, that's good. And then now here I am. Like I just, it's what I want to do as a job. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Larian Studios, hire me to just play your game. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, quite good. Um, but Justin, I also dipped into a little bit of the new Fortnite update. Fortnite? Which, uh, yeah, th- this is, they're kind of, it's, it's a big update. I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but I do know that they're adding like a Lego mode and like a driving mode that seems to be kind of like a, um, what's that game? The free to play game. Uh, it's rocket a, league car. Right. Yes. Yes. Cars and soccer. Right. Uh, they're adding something like that as well. I did not check out any of that. I don't know if that's in the game for sure. I, yet I or think not. it's out, uh, like Friday. Got it. 
But they have added a revamped, uh, a few different things. The visuals are totally revamped again. So they made this, the shift to Unreal Engine 5, I think last year or the year before that. Um, And like, it was just like a breathtakingly good looking game. And then now like the lighting changes that they've done to this game just make this thing look stunning. The animations are, are really polished. It looks fantastic. But on top of that, they've also added like not a new combat system, but the weapon system is totally different now. So basically, like in the past, you would find like guns of different rarity, right? Like white meant they were very common. Green meant they were uncommon. Purple, I think, or re- blue was rare. Purple was like, you know, what I'm trying to say, like, I don't know all the words for it, but like gold or like orange is like super rare. And like the, like the weapons you really want to get right, that sort of stuff. Um, but they've changed it now so that. White weapons have no attachments on them. Green attachments have a single attachment on them. They added attachments to the weapons is what I'm trying to say. And like the more attachments there are, the rarer the weapon is. And so the attachments will be anything from like an improved um, grip or like a silencer or like a scope or a sight that you can then now also find workbenches and use your gold instead of building stuff or spending it on like items at like vending machines and stuff like that. You can just like add attachments to your weapons and just like vastly improve them. And it's awesome. And because basically it turns like the game almost into a a first person shooter for the most part, because when you are aiming down the sights with a weapon that is anything that has a a sight on it. So anything that's higher than like green, basically, you're going to have an improved sight on it, which is great because it just makes like the combat feel a lot more precise and good. Um, It it feels really, really, really snappy and and solid. uh, And I'm really liking it. Um, is like this, is there, is this still part of the no build mode? Is that back? Or are you still building in this mode? I'm, I'm playing in the no build stuff. I, okay. as far as I'm concerned, I would never really want to play the build stuff just because like, that's just not where I, I just don't like it. <laughs> um, it's just, it's too much for me to really get my head, uh, like get my head around. Um, also, uh, with all of this, like we were talking about this before we started recording, I think they're really good at reinventing their game and, it makes going back to play the older versions of the game feel very, very archaic. They've been doing the, the um, Fortnite OG thing for like a month and a half or whatever, a few weeks at the, at the very least. And uh, me and my friends job jumped in to, to play it and it's not good. <laughs> like the weapons, it's like all the OG weapons, the OG map. And like the, the weapons are terrible. The balancing on them is bad. The balancing on the item drops are terrible. You never find any shields. Like it's just not a very fun way to play the game. And when it came out, you know, it was great because it was like nothing was like really like this that the, like you know PUBG was. But like for the most part, like Fortnite was pretty unique in that sense. And then now seeing how far it's come in five six years like you can really see all the work that's gone into like streamlining the game to make it the most fun possible and why yeah og fortnite is like kind of fun and nostalgic for you know for that that time but like there's a reason why it is made the changes that it's made does that make sense so do you think there's ever gonna quite be another game like fortnite because fortnite has just become I mean, it, it is just shocking how, like, pervasive this is in our society and how, like, so many kids have played this game. But 
as all the the game keeps evolving, it's not just the same game. It is something that is seems to be yeah. so drastically different from what it was when it first started to where it is now. I mean, frick, it was a freaking um, tower defense game. What are those games called when it first started? And now yeah. it is this, Fortnite Survive. Yeah, Fortnite called. Survive. And now you're this thing with a with a weird looking uh, muscular Peter Griffin running around. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a digital playground, right? And yeah. Like, all of the different game modes in here are cool. And I haven't even dipped into any of those because mostly I'm not interested. You know, I'm, I'm mostly just interested in like hanging out with my friends specifically to play the battle royale. Cause that's what we're into. Um, but like it, it is such an interesting and different experience from something like apex, which by the way, we have sort of dipped back into a little bit. Um, and, and it's, it's still fun and it's still good, but like that specifically is a battle royale game. That is what apex legends is. Fortnite is a gaming platform that has a battle royale like in it um and like it's interesting because they just they fill different niches you know they they fill different like things that people are looking for um there is some overlap because they both have you know battle royale stuff but um i mean even even like a game even like the lego stuff it's lego Fortnite in Fortnite. like it's yeah like a separate mode um and just to confirm that is coming out um on the 7th of December. Okay, so it's so, not out yet. Not out yet, but um, I wonder who d- dealt with that money. Does is Lego paying Fortnite? Like, is 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 Fortnite paying Lego? Like, how did that work? You know what I, I mean? Don't. I'm. I'm gonna say Lego is paying Fortnite to get their stuff in there. Or I guess like you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's, yeah, because they're both. Because I mean they're both like huge you know what i mean like lego is as big as it ever has been you know it's yeah. not one of those things where like it's kind of falling behind yeah i don't know um i don't know but I, i'm gonna check that out when it comes out because like that sounds interesting yeah I, I wonder if they've got no build versions of that <laughs> but, <laughs> well um, no build legos glue yeah, them together like, i don't know like instead of you just but, come um, around and glue everything and sticks i loved in the lego movie that the bad guy was glue yeah i mean it, that, that's a very fun sort of thing it's very true glue is um, evil and do i need glue for my shoes my soles are falling off oh can i can i suggest you get new shoes friend do you have a cobbler i could talk to um <laughs> dude i'm tired i was gonna like just word association i was like yeah he's a peach you know like peach a peach cobbler no I, i'm it's in truly that. nothing it's truly i, I nothing. got you man i got you Justin, I've played this game Lethal Company. Have you heard of this? No, no. It's uh You've it's not heard good, of Lethal Company? It's a good game. It's like it's blowing up right now. It's this small little indie game. Um, it's ten dollars on Steam. Oh. And it is extraordinarily fun. It's it's basically like um it's like an extraction game essentially where you have to go and like get resources and like collect treasure from the, from these different planets that are inhabited by like horrible monsters and aliens and um, get out with the treasure alive so you can sell it so that you can keep get looking for more treasure. And basically like it relies really heavily on proximity chats. Like the only way you can talk to, to the people in your game is by being close to them or by using the funds that you've made off of selling like loot for like walkie talkies, but the walkie talkies have limited battery life. Um, usually you want one person to stay in the ship because they can see where the loot is in the, in the like facility that you're looking for. It is very silly. It is very scary. Um, because like the monsters that show up, there's like a whole like list of, of monsters that can show up and they all behave differently. They'll use your mic, um, to, to like 
some of them like are afraid of sound. So they'll run away if, if you're being loud, but some of them are attracted to sound. If so, if you're speaking into your mic to talk to people like they can, they'll come and find you and stuff like that. Um, it's very, very fun and goofy. Um, but also scary, like legit scary. Um, it's, it's like jump scare, scary kind of like, not like there are tense moments, let's say, you know, um, as you like, basically if someone dies, you don't necessarily know unless you see it or find their body. Cause like, who knows why they're not talking? Maybe they are hiding from a monster. Maybe their walkie talkie died. You know, maybe they got lost. Like if you just can't hear them because of the proximity chats not work it. Cause like, you're not close enough for them to hear you with like the proximity chat. Like it, it can be one of those things where you're like, well, I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that they make it back, you know, kind of very um, much so like among us kind of vibe with that. It is absolutely having a big Among Us moment right now. And like it, it, it feels like it was designed specifically for like streamers, you know, because it's it's very fun with like the jump scare horror. But it's also like a game to play with friends, you know, uh, like that sort of stuff. Uh, but I've been playing it for work um, because we were working on some videos of, of like just playing this game and talking about this game just because it is just having such a big moment. But um, could not recommend it highly enough. It is it is very, very silly uh, and, and just a lot of fun. What is the, the, the moment to moment, like not gameplay that what's the goal? So, okay. So basically you have three days to get enough money to give to the company that you work for. And you have to get that money by finding loot on these different planets. And so you get to choose which planet you want to go to. The, the planets are like ranked by like how difficult they are. So like how many monsters are going to be there and like what types of monsters and stuff like that. Um, and so basically you fly your little ship, you like input, which, which, um, planet you want to go to it flies you there and then you basically are going to journey to a um like a a old broken down factory essentially and then you are looking for treasure inside the factory um but the best way to do that is to have one person stay on the ship because on the ship there is a map of the factory that shows all of the monsters locations and all of the um treasure locations does that make sense yeah yeah and then so basically you are going to want to have one person stay on the ship to guide you to go to know where to go, because also there are like auto turrets in the factory or like um, landmines that can be disabled by the person on the ship. That said, the person on the ship can't see who's looking at what. So like they just see like blips on their map as to like where people are, but it doesn't say who they are. It doesn't say what kind of monster it is. So basically the people who are in the factory have to say like, okay, I'm looking at a monster that looks like a really big bug or like, okay, it's like a, it's like a guy with a, with his rib cage is like spread all the way open. And so you scan that and then the person in the ship can go, oh, okay, that's this monster. I've got the information right here. It says you need to be quiet or you need to uh, don't look at it or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, don't uh, keep talking, nobody explodes in a way. Yeah, yeah, but, it's like a little bit asymmetrical. Yeah. Um, but then also, so like you have a set amount of time to get in and get out. So basically when you leave, it starts at every day and starts at 8 a.m. And then by midnight, you have to get back to the ship. Otherwise, it takes off without you. And as the day goes on, the monsters get more like plentiful and then also aggressive. So like the longer you stay out, the more loot you can get but also the more um, you risk being killed. That sounds interesting. And so you have three yeah. days. Yeah. And you have three days to hit a certain threshold. But then also what's interesting is the money that you make during your time, you can then use to um, buy new equipment. So you have to sort of like do this, like um, what's the word? Like 
give and take of saying like, okay, well we need to, we want to hold on to this big piece of, of treasure because we know that it'll give us a good payout at the very end, but we also need new flashlights or we need a stun grenade or something like that um, to take care of monsters. So it is, it is very like um, the risk and reward of it is really fun. And um, the fact that it's like low budget and kind of janky is also just very silly and fun, you know? Um, and, and like the monsters are actually kind of scary. The audio design is excellent. Um, Cause like all the monsters have different unique sounds, but then also with the proximity chat, there will be like voice modulators done to your voice depending on the area you are in. So like if you're in, in like a big cave, for instance, or like a big Canyon, like they put this like echoey effect on the voices of the proximity chat. It like really sells the whole like area that you're in and, and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's great. I'm, I think it's a lot of fun. It's 10 bucks on steam. It's so. early access too, right? If I'm correct. I think so. Okay. Uh, it feels like that at the very least, but it's also not the sort of thing that like, I think needs like triple a polish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Triple yeah. a budget. Like it's not a big deal. Um, so yeah, lethal company. Uh, I would highly recommend checking that out. If you are looking for, um, a lot of fun with multiplayer. Excellent. Justin, have you been playing the resident evil four remakes? Oh, I'm still on that bad boy and I am loving it. Um, I get I'm to the part. I just got to the Island spoiler alert. Oh, nice. Okay, getting to the end there. And if I'm correct, this is the part of the game where everyone starts rolling their eyes. I am in the proverbial, um, uh, bio, like the biosphere part of Resident Evil 2, like when you're in like the place with all the plants and stuff. That's just kind of like, all right, yeah. I see the end. I know where we're going. It's fine. Now it's just become a full-out shooter game, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying the game a lot. I think it's... Uh, um, the, the combat itself is just ever interesting um i think there were some parts in the castle part where i'm just kind of like okay it's fine we don't need to do this we can just keep moving Move, moving right along mm-hmm. a little bit um some of like the the puzzly stuff that was a little weird um about like get like opening the right doors and stuff in the clock tower i was just kind of like we don't need to do this but i still think i am so um appreciative about how they throw so many different types of like boss like enemies at you you're not always fighting the same things over and over again yeah it could be pretty repetitive when you're dealing with just villagers the whole game um even though i still argue that that's some of the creepier stuff that happens in the game um i I feel like it's very clever with its combat and i think the the remake does a really good job of balancing um your weapons and i think your power creep enough that i i still don't feel like i'm the biggest badass in the world yet but i feel pretty competent about handling situations with my gun um sure and uh i i I think it is a good resident evil game um i i guess i'm interested and this is something that i'm going to be like a stuck on point here you said last week and i think you said before that it's a good seven what would you give the original Resident Evil? Four. Oh, okay. Out of ten. Re- no, no, sorry, are sorry. You Res- Resident, Resident Evil 4. 4. The, the, yeah, Resident Evil oh, 4. Okay. Um probably like, Four? An, like an eight or a nine. <laughs> um Yeah, it's terrible. Like an eight or a nine, I would say. Okay. And I think I could buy that, like obviously in terms of like when it comes out. Like when it came yeah. out, like that, that, like, do you think it's like an eight or a nine today if it was released I today? Think, I think that's a tough question, right? Yeah. Um, just because, like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, let me say this I know why it doesn't for some, for some, but to me, it holds up really well today. Mm-hmm. I still think, like, and I know that, like, 
you know, I'm not alone in thinking this. You're not alone in thinking this, that I really like the control scheme of the original. And I think it adds to the suspense and fear factor of it. You're not wrong for not liking that. And you're not alone in not liking that and having that be a barrier. Right. Um, there are things that I think that the first one does that I just really, really, really like with the, like, I think the fact that the controls are like, that is kind of cool and does add this like level of, um, fear and anxiety to the like actual, like just mechanics of running around and taking care of enemies. Right. Uh, same with like, I think that the story in the original one, it's not good, but it is silly and goofy and it knows what it is. And in the remake, it, it takes itself a little bit more seriously and it wants to ground itself a little bit more and it wants to make its characters a little bit more three dimensional and that's all f- well and good, but it's, it's kind of like how much dimension do you w- want to give to a cardboard cutout of a character, right? Like, you know, there is criticism of like Ashley in the original one, which I think is probably fair, right? She's like not an interesting, well-rounded character. She's just kind of a caricature of like scared girl, but like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I always interpreted it as like, well, yeah, that's what they were going for. Do you know what I mean? That like, yeah, they wanted her to be this like, like scared child <laughs> because she's in like this horrible zombie thing. And Leon, Leon! Is, like, doesn't need like to have like this level of um, like sympathy or, or like, like he doesn't need to be any deeper than he already is because he's just action hero, man, yeah. you know? And, and like, that's intentional, you know? Um, so I don't know. Like, Today, would I still say it's like a eight or a nine if it came out? Probably. So take that for being the solid answer that it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I still think that it is better than the the remake. I understand what you're saying, but I think to me, the it has nothing to do with the controls. Why I asked that, it has nothing to do with the um like the inherent like story fear i think my problems with resident evil 4 remake are the same problems that are the problems with the original resident evil 4 which is just kind of like the where the story goes (laughs) and like Uh, and and that's it right is like i think that the like the the village section of resident evil 4 original and remake are the strongest elements and then it goes in descending order of like, as the game goes on, like the kind of worse it gets. Yeah. And I think that they sort of fix that third area in the remake in just that it is much shorter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like they the, just like, the just island get area, just get the island area. Yes. That's good to hear. Yes. Um, but then also that makes me think because the combat in the remake is just quicker for the most, it's like faster paced because you can run and move at the same time and shoot at the same time and all that sort of stuff. Like to me, that's just like where that's how they fix that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but there's, like, there's so many, like, opportunities to, like, get something interesting. Like, the whole backstory with Leon and Krauser yeah. and his whole, like, uh, like black ops training and stuff like that. I think they probably cover that in some other games. I think I was looking at a bunch of, like, Resident Evil, like, histories and stuff like that. Like, I think they probably cover a little bit more of that, I think, in some other games or no. It's just, like, a, such a uh, missed n- opportunity. None of the mainline ones. It's, the it's just such a, a missed opportunity like to really kind of develop that like whole moment. Like, yeah, I think the boss fight is, is cool. And from what I hear, people think like that's a better boss fight than the original. I'll never know. Cause I'm never going to get to that fucking boss fight in the original. <laughs> um, but like, I, it just, there's an opportunity to have 
I think, really improved upon some of those structural things um, and the storytelling things about it that I think would have helped um, a lot with the game. As it is, I, I still think it's a good remake of a, of a game, but I think to really go down and fix some of the problems with the original one, I think that's where it missed its opportunity. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, like to me, the reason why Resident Evil 4 Remake is not as good as some of the other, as like Resident Evil 2 Remake, in my opinion, is that it just doesn't take any swings. It is, the, it is so extraordinarily safe. And that's fine. Resident Evil 4 is a good game. You like like you play it safe in like the legacy of like one of the most influential best games ever made. It means you're probably going to make a pretty good game. Yeah. You know, but like because it's so safe, it just doesn't do anything with it doesn't do anything with the things that could have been strengthened about the original game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I do think Side note, the everything that's going to happen, I think this game is going to incentivize your replay values with how you can unlock things and like really like power up your character. I think that would make a second playthrough so much more fun. Whereas Resident yeah. Evil 2, the knock on it, I would say the campaign itself is more streamlined, but like having to replay both of the campaigns and like going into like the four different time the four different replays you have to do to 100% that game it's just at a certain point you're like rolling your eyes whereas like sure. this one it really feels like it would be a lot of fun to go back and do all this stuff again with different with different um upgrades and things um yeah but i yeah i'm just uh yeah i it's i like the game a lot it's probably one of the best games i've played this year and it's a good year sure. of gaming um but uh, I think the the real victory and the reason why it's going to be my game of the year this year is because I'm actually going to fucking beat Resident Evil Four. Dude, look at that! What if? How how wild? Can is you that, fucking huh? imagine that? If it's my game of the year, can you imagine that? I would be very surprised, but based on how you've been talking about it, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's in your top five. Mm. I don't think so. I was gonna I, I was gonna ask you something, but I don't actually want to know. I want to be surprised when we do our game of the year discussions later. You know what my number um, two game is? That hasn't changed. Okay. I love that okay. game so you much. You just gave me a look. You just gave me a look. You just gave me an eyebrow raise, which means I know exactly what you you're know talking exactly about. exactly what I'm talking about. Love that fucking I do. game. Mario uh, Wonder. Do. Mario, Mario Wonder. Mario Wonder. Number, number two, two game of the year. Of course. Um, well, here's something interesting, though. Uh, you know, we've known that the Resident Evil remake train isn't necessarily going to stop. We've hoped that it might before five and six. I played five and six over the last year. I would say there's really no reason to go back to that. Well, but um, let's see, who is this? Uh, the director of Resident Evil four remake was asked during a um, PlayStation partner awards event in Japan um, was asked if Capcom wants to keep making new Resident Evil remakes and, uh, uh, Yasuhiro Anpo said, yes, we've, uh, we've released three remakes so far and they've all been received very well since it allows a modern audience to play these games. It is something I am happy to do as someone that loves these older games and we want to continue doing it more. What game we will remake in the future is something that we would like to announce in the future. So please look forward to it. So nothing here, con like no concrete news about like what they're doing specifically next other than, yeah, they're going to do more remakes. Um, but I don't know. You don't have to do five. You don't even have to do six. Or if you did six, take the swings to fix it and make it into something that is actually interesting, right? Um, but then also you're just going to have to totally rework and totally redo five to the point where it's like hardly even Resident Evil 5 anymore. You know what I mean? 
if I'm correct, I don't think they're going to do that. Like, I don't think they're going to go back in and take it down to the studs and like re move, take a wall out, move things around. Like they're going to make it play nicer. But do you think they're going to do Resident Evil five again? Yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, has <sighs> anything in terms of the remake so far told you differently? No, I mean, uh, like, no, it'll or go ahead. Yeah, go on. I was gonna say it's gonna be the definitive way to play those games, um, but I don't think it's going to necessarily like improve some of the issues that those games yeah. have. Oppor- I would say opportunity miss. I I think they might even do Resident Evil One re remake. <laughs> um, even though, like, like I just I played that remake as well last year in January, right? And like. That is a game that I think holds up really, really well, but does it fit in alongside the likes of Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4 remake? No, absolutely not, because it's just like that older you know, sensibility. But um, So I can see them redoing that again. I, I don't know if they need to, because I think that is another like S-tier game. But yeah, Resident Evil remakes, but- there'll be more. Put Put your modern gamer head on, not like your like logical gamer head here. Are you more likely going to get the masses who love all these Resident Evil games to play the remake, the remaster? What is it? The re, the version of Resident Evil or like the remake, the remake, yeah. or for them to do a re remake of it? Of course, they're going to do the re remake of it. Of of course, they're a company that wants to make money, and the remake came out in what two thousand one or two. Like it came out on the GameCube, yeah. dog. So <laughs> you know what I mean, like, so I, I honestly think that that to me, if I were a betting man, and I'm yes. not famously, I would bet sure. that it would be Resident Evil One that they remake because I feel like you give that game the kind of Resident Evil Two vibe. I think that would fit even better. Like I think that would fit awesomely to explore the mansion Agreed. in that way. I just think that would be really cool. And I think that allows them to do a lot of like changes with the gameplay and the puzzles and things like that in a way that's not going to really rewrite the the game or fix it too much, but it will make it so much more playable for people today. And I think there is that place to play the original Resident Evil remake <laughs> and then the new Resident Evil remake. Um, yeah. It, would that be the first game that's ever gotten two remakes? I mean, it's going to happen more and more, I'm sure. Like, as as games get old, I mean, what, like, as gaming gets older, I'm sure we are going to get, like, yeah. some remakes of these, like, old classics and stuff like that. But maybe not because I'm under the boat that I think some of these old games are just unplayable. Are video games suddenly going to get so, so much better? Can you, what is the future of video games going to look like? Are we going to have to even, like, hold it with our hands? I was watching a TikTok that said that he was uh, at a, a, a convention showing a game off and he had a mouse and keyboard and a controller and no one was touching the mouse and keyboard. Some little kids come up and they're like, what the hell is this? They're not touching it. And then the next day he put another controller there and the people like walk up to the thing and they start trying to touch the monitor. They don't even touch the controllers. They're like, what's going on? Why can't I play this? Oh, weird. Cause they're just, weird. you know, people are so used to touch controls and candy crush. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Well, thanks to Xbox. We're going to get even more candy crush. Justin. can't wait. And thanks to Xbox. We're going to head to the news. Ooh. I hit the wrong button. I just opened up another <laughs> Audacity folder. <laughs> fixed it. I fixed it, Justin. I hit the right button. Sounds great. I like it. I like it. Um, I. This is true. In a very serious meeting, I accidentally hit my stream deck and I played this sound effect. 
I'm the girl with the gall. And, Not kidding. And reaction, good or bad? It went. It, it was very quiet, and someone said, "What was that?" And I said, "I am literally." I was like, "I am so sorry." I was reaching for something behind it. I was like, like bright red. Like I am so sorry. That is a thing that I have on my thing. It is from Xenoblade. I am so sorry. What, was this, <laughs> it went over? It was fine, what, but like it was just like not appropriate. Was this a meeting with moment. gamers? Uh, yeah, like some, but it was like executive gamers. Oh, you know what I mean? oh, were, were you firing someone at this moment? No, 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 that, no, 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 no. Can you imagine that? That would be. <laughs> I would be like, hey, li- listen, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. If you could get, boy. if you could get fired by one video game character, who would it be? Um, probably Joel from The Last of Us. Ah. Uh, if he was pre- wait, if he was my dad, oh, I, then like you'd like let me down really gently. I was gonna say pre or post interrogation. Uh, his interrogation or uh, an interrogation that he does that in the first that game, he was or, did too. Uh, that uh, post because the only times we see him from then on out are like him being really nice to his his daughter. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not true necessarily, but like. Yeah, he's like sitting on the porch. He's like playing guitar. He's drinking coffee. He's like, if God could give me another chance, <laughs> I, I would have had you be a better employee. <laughs> and I'd be like, thanks, Dad. Another question: If you could try to fix a relationship with your daughter that you kind of manipulated into not saving the world, what movie would you watch mm-hmm. with with them? Um, well, it wouldn't be Jurassic Park. No, probably I know not. that. Yeah, um, probably The Matrix mm. One. Because then we would just be both like, that was really cool. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I hope when I have kids, they think the Matrix one is as cool as I do. They have to. Yeah. They have to. Otherwise, they're not truly uh, your your own blood. But you know what is cool, Justin? Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, earlier this week, Rockstar announced, hey, on uh, Tuesday, December 5th, we're going to be dropping the trailer for um grand theft auto 6 it's we're gonna do a teaser trailer for it it's gonna be 90 seconds long and everyone was very excited and then now today is december 4th the game trailer leaks in full uh and then so grand theft auto or, or, so rockstar then just said you know what fuck it here's the trailer enjoy so trailer went up i don't know 12 hours early uh it's you know 90 seconds of of gta stuff uh it looks pretty good, in my opinion, uh, as someone who's never played a Grand Theft Auto game before. Um, I don't know. Is is there anything that really caught your eye with this? I'm not really sure even know where to start with this because I'm just so new to Grand Theft Auto in general. Um, what Man, there are some leaky faucets happening at Rockstar Games nowadays. You would think that out of all the companies to have a, a tighter handle on this, it would be Rockstar, right? Like, you would think... Yeah, you know, you would think that I, there is something to be said, in my opinion, about like the culture of leaks in, in gaming right now where like you get to be the main character for the day because you got to share this this information. But like at what the cost of your job in a highly, highly competitive market and industry, you know? Yeah. Um, But also, you know. I, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but like you got to think about how many people are re- involved in creating Grand Theft Auto six versus how many people were required in making Grand Theft Auto three. Right. Or or four or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like I imagine like their team sizes have gotten 
pretty pretty big you know so all it takes is one person who's got the trailer downloaded on their computer to send it wherever but yeah and i think too like at a certain point this tells me that they've been kind of sitting on this for a little hot minute um like it seems i i think it's fun for me because the hype isn't planned hype the hype just happens yeah i also will say that like them Going ahead and and so like trailer leaks and then they're like, fuck you. Here's our trailer. I do think is a way of reclaiming that and de-incentivize, like de-incentivizing leaks because then they're saying like, you know, well, hey, we don't need like, like I'm trying to think like how I want to say this. Like they're saying, oh, you want this to be about you? No, it's about us. Here's our trailer. You know, we're going to get ahead of this. And now it's not going to be people talking about the leak. It's not going to be people sharing the leak. We'll still go after them because they're rock star and they do absolutely take legal action against people who take their IP. Um, but like to me, it's, it is a little bit about like there's this, been in, this interesting move that we've seen over the past few years where more and more companies now are saying like, oh, this leaked. Actually, here it is. It's about us now, actually. Which I think is kind of I cool. I mean, I think that's the only way you can deal with this, right? Like, like yeah, what, what's the other option? Be like, well, no, that's, look at the rendering on that. That's not our trailer. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, just, you got to release it. Like, don't make this big hype train for it. It's grand. You could re- have released it at 6 p.m. on a random Monday night, and it would still, it's still going to make, right now, how many views does this have? 23 fucking million views in three hours. Yeah, that is actually out of this world. That is insane. Um, like, they, they could do anything they want with this, and it, it's going to be successful. Regardless of the leak, um, this game looks like a Grand Theft Auto game for me. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I see it. I see them doing their robberies. I see them pulling on their masks. I see them, like, walking around in this open world with NPCs and stuff like that. It looks beautiful, um, but I am not romantic about this the same way that I think I was romantic about Red Dead 2. Sure. Granted, I was not excited to play Red Dead 2 until I played Red Dead 2, and then I loved it. Um, Yeah. But I just don't know if I want to exist in a shitty Miami. Yeah, because this is set in Vice City. There were leaks about this, I mean, two years ago at this point. Um, So yeah, this is set in Vice City from, is that GTA 3? Is that Vice City? There's a GTA Vice City. Or or is it GTA colon Vice City? Okay, so I think that's that one Um, then. But yeah, like, I guess I've never been to Miami, so I can't really speak on that. But like, if it's supposed to be a satire of Florida, uh, I don't love Florida. (laughs) So like, to your point, like, I don't love being in Florida when I'm in Florida. You know, so like, yeah, exactly. Like, do I want to be in Florida in this game? I guess not. That said, for whatever reason, like, I'm really into this trailer, actually. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is about it. Um, but like, uh, I, I guess I've, I've just been really into like games that have like really well realized worlds as in, over the last year or so. Um, and, and I imagine that this is going to be a pretty densely packed game. Um, I play that Red Dead 2. Pretty- Red Dead 2, man. Is that is that like oh, that? Yeah. I it assume, is right? so dense. It's so dense with it. Um, uh, I have to say, Florida makes so much sense to have this, like specifically modern day Florida, with how yeah, 
I don't want to say insane, but like we always hear stuff happening from Florida because they have like weird police rules that they can like publish any of their like news stories. And like, so you always hear this weird shit happening there. It is just like the yeah. hot bit of weird stuff happening in our country. Um, politic politics aside, it is just one of those places that is just different from the rest of the country. Well, but I do think that the like you're right, but I do think that the politics of oh. Florida do p- play a part in that, right? Of like disinformation. People who do not trust real research and real like the way that the world really works. So then you have these crazy people doing crazy things and then we get to hear about it all the time because it's just like, you know, Florida man does thing, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I am kind of interested in this is what is I guess what I'm tr- getting at here. Um, I will say I did see something. There's a lot of. um <laughs> I guess one could just call it ass shaking in this trailer. It's some, it's those are <laughs> some good, like some good physics. And when someone, I saw a friend of mine, Alan Torres, Torrens said on Twitter here, um, that he, let me look this up. Uh, Alan Torres, he used to work for IGN. Um, uh, he said the craziest thing about this is that it probably builds on the groundbreaking horse balls physics. Of <laughs> <Red Adventure 2. laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean like, Hey, like, uh, <laughs> They did a lot of work for that. Animations look great on this. I think the overall graphics look good. I think the world looks awesome. Uh, And I want to add one more thing. Since we've been talking about this game, it's got another 600,000 views. Insane. I wonder, I I do wonder though, you know, it's saying like, of course, like it looks really, really good. Like, like, uh, is any of this gameplay? No, right? Mm Hmm. I don't know if it's gameplay per se, but even a lot of this cutscene and stuff, if, if, if there's anything from the other, um, the other games, I think some of the actual like character models and stuff like that. I'm sure this stuff is using in-game assets to do that. I'm sure it's not like sure, pre-rendered sure. like CG cutscenes. I mean, maybe some of this stuff could be, but like, I don't know. I, I when you watch a cutscene from like Grand Theft Auto Five, go watch it. They are the same janky ass looking character models that are walking around that game with stiffness. But like these ones, these true. ones look like pretty. Like I see a nice style to them. It looks really cool. Um, the animations look good, uh, for a lot of these like cutscenes that they're doing. Um, I don't know. I see a very interesting, at least a uh, hint of a Bonnie Clyde type of situation here Two two lovers that become enemies probably by the end or something like that. I don't know. It, I, they can do a lot with this. I would highly recommend at some point before this comes out, I don't know, go on a steam sale, get it for free, play some of Grand Theft Auto five, get to the part where okay. you get all three of the characters by that point, you get a really good idea about the story. And as goofy as the game can be, there is some really interesting storytelling that they do there. Um, and this one looks like they took it to that next level. It's cool. Sure. Have you ever seen the movie Bonnie and Clyde? Yes. Yeah. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Good. Watched it. Good, good flick. Watched it in school. And then I liked it so much, I watched it again. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I, I probably will do that. Just at least give it a shot. Um, GTA five, I mean, but so there you go. That is rockstar and the GTA five league, a six league. I will say this, Justin, I was kind of like, like trying to figure out with you. I was like, should we just bump to Tuesday? I was, I, I was going to say the same I like, thing. I, I know. Like I figured your schedule was crazy, but I'm like, maybe we can just pop in for like a good, like, you know, 10 minute quick, like discussion of it or something like that. But you know what? The world has a way of working an hour before we started pu- putting our, our mics on. Yep. Made our Didn't life that much easier. To. Look at that. That's our headline. They knew that the hitbox day was was coming. They care about you know? us. They, they knew we would be the ones to break you the news. Well, ever since they heard about you from that kind of funny episode, yeah. like they were like, well, Justin needs to hear it. Yeah. Um, he finally got his hands on the PlayStation portal. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be playing Is that how this. you've been playing? 
um, well, that's, Resident Evil? That's, that, no, that's how I leaked the, the Grand Theft Auto 6. Oh, that's right, because you got the it portal. streamed to you. Streamed yeah, to yeah. me, and I, I flashed it out there. But yeah, I have not, I don't know what Resident Evil 4 looks like on my actual TV. It's kind of good, though, um, to, to know that a game that requires the reflexes of Resident Evil 4 um, works so well on that portal. Yeah, but. it's doable. Um, Justin, Game Pass. Uh, you know, there have been, been a handful of conversations over the over the years about is Game Pass. Are they trying to get that on um, Switch? Are they trying to get that on PlayStation? Uh, and and last we heard about it, I think Phil Spencer said um, Phil, Phil Spencer said that they had had those conversations with Nintendo and with Sony, but that um, that those two companies were not interested in having game pass on their platforms, which I do understand to a, to a certain extent. Right. Um, but recently windows central posted a report and an interview with Phil Spencer, um, talking about a handful of things, but, uh, here's what he has to say about it coming to game pass, excuse me, coming to other platforms. So he says, um, I'll start by saying that we have no plans to bring game pass to PlayStation or Nintendo. It's not in our plans, but I think you hit on the right point of what it means to own an Xbox. The thing I want to be focused on is how do we continue to innovate for people who've made the commitment to our hardware platform and how do we continue to make sure that they feel great about their investment in what we've built. So it is interesting that shift right from them talking a year or two years ago at this point saying like, yeah, we would love to have Game Pass on the Switch, but they don't want it to now saying like, we don't want it on Switch. We don't want it on PlayStation because we want to give people a reason to own an Xbox and to feel good about having purchased an Xbox. I think that makes sense to you. Yeah, 100 um, percent. I mean, I think ultimately Microsoft's future maybe isn't necessarily invested in an Xbox I think they're invested in being able to play Microsoft games wherever. Yep. Um, but like, as of now, we they still have an Xbox. It's still an investment to get that Xbox. And hey, maybe you don't have an Xbox. You play it on your PC. Just as good there. You can do that stuff there. Play it there if you'd like. Um, I don't know. Their their whole thing is, has and always is about convenience. And I don't think that giving this convenience to PlayStation or Nintendo necessarily benefits them because you still can play this game these games in most places you still can get game pass on a computer or on a a very freaking affordable diablo and a microsoft series x for 350 dollars yeah are you kidding me bucks are you kidding me my brother texted me he he sent he was like hmm and i was like that's probably pretty good and we know why they're doing that right like we know that they have another hardware refresh coming. I'm going to assume that they're announcing that at the Game Awards. Great. They 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 said that they're going to have a big presence there. They announced the damn Xbox Series X when it was Project Scarlet or Phoenix or whatever it was at the Game Awards of 2018 or 2019. Like, so absolutely, absolutely there are reasons to believe that they would do it again um, and that they would... Uh, want people to have an xbox console if it means that they're that they are uh making new ones right making refreshed versions of it but it also means that hey you want to pick up that series x it's gonna be cheaper now than it probably ever will be because they're gonna be doing this circular version um it's gonna look like an alexa what note or whatever it's called hey i mean you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the uh um, like the the circular one yeah 
I don't like that I mimed that. It's but. fine. It's on the internet um. <laughs> for everyone to see forever and ever. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Alexa on. Um, you know what I mean? Hey, Alexa. Uh, Google how to... <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to censor that. <laughs> I'm going to censor that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's it's we're having fun here but uh yeah I, to me it makes sense that they would be uninterested at this point now to say we don't want game pass on switch as long as they're making new consoles right if they ever stop then maybe that that sentiment changes but for the time being i'd say that makes a lot of sense next thing justin is apparently dragon oh i don't know if we said this gta 6 is coming 2025 oh we did not mention yeah. that by that time but <laughs> But um, the official Dragon Age Twitter account tweeted out today, this morning, a little teaser trailer celebrating Dragon Age Day with a look at Dragon Age Dreadwolf, um, and it confirms that it is coming out in 2024. How do you feel as a Dragon Age fan, knowing that it's coming soon? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I think... I hope it's good. I really do hope it's good. You never know. <laughs> um and with like the turnover that Bioware specifically has had, because this is Bioware still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I do like this though. That this is their bio uh, for the Dragon Age Twitter account, the official Twitter account for Dragon Age hashtag Dreadwolf ESRB rating pending, likely mature seventeen plus. <laughs> yeah, I'd say likely probably true. Probably. Well, they also said the full reveal is twenty twenty four. Does that like are. Does that mean? Oh, are we going to be having a year when both Dragon Age, Dreadwolf, and Grand Theft Auto are competing with each other for Game of the Year? I see what you're saying here about it being fully revealed and not coming in 2024. It's so interesting though now that we like it, it's the industry is so like you have to temper the expectations so much. You have to announce that you're doing a trailer soon. You have to announce that you're doing the full reveal of the game in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which it does make sense with how long video games take to make and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, to me, then it means that I imagine we'd be getting it not until 2025, right? That's where, at least the way I would. I mean, that. maybe it could be like one of those end of the year things. I mean, it really just kind of depends, but like, uh, yeah, we're, we're not even just like we're, we're teasing the release of the reveal. Yeah, it's kind of backwards, huh? Not backwards, but just like this is sort of where we're at, I guess. Yeah. Which well, before we reveal the game, I, I we're gonna mind, have you play but... the game. So once you play the game, then we're gonna release a trailer for it. How's that sound, everyone? It's just like it's like teasers and trailer. It's like what is a teaser? What is a trailer? What is you know uh, whatever else? It it just gets so like bogged down in like all of these different announcements and whatever. I guess I do appreciate that sort of transparency, but it is um, a little like. No, nah, I'm not saying I roll my eyes at it. Obviously, I don't. But it is just sometimes a lot. Yeah. But uh, you're a Dragon Age fan, though, right? I've never played them. Uh, I've only played uh, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition, um, Platinum. That game, love that game. That game was probably not like one of my top games of all time. I enjoyed it. It was a time and a place. It was kind of like it came out right when I was like really able to literally play through <laughs> a Western <laughs> RPG like that twice. Um, and I, I'm interested in it but i'm not like eagerly like needing this game in my life yeah it's interesting you know like 
I feel like people oftentimes like compare and and like put Dragon Age and Mass Effect in on like the same sort of pedestal, like when like talking about Dragon Age specifically. But I feel like I hear so little about Dragon Age. Like I don't even like I couldn't tell you a character from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that's kind of interesting that like I, like Mass Effect is so well revered, but like I feel like Dragon Age is its like brother or sister. But they, but people don't talk about it in the same way. It doesn't have that same well, impact. I wonder why. I that think is. a lot of them, though, it's not the same group of characters in the Dragon Age games. Like Inquisition oh, was like it. a different type of crew of characters, and I mean, I think some of the characters themselves were interesting enough in that game. Um, but in terms of it being something that is like a whole series of the same type of characters, I don't necessarily think it's that same time of game, but again, I've only really played inquisition, so I haven't played the other one. So maybe I am not informed on the situation, but, um, yeah, that's a good, it's a good game. Good game. Cassandra. Yeah, that'll be Vivian coming Sarah. Um, come on. Uh, I, that was enough. You should be proud of me for knowing that. Solace? Uh, Gerbosh? So, no, you're making that one up. I know. It's, um, it's uh, Gerbosh. Uh, Borghead? <laughs> what did I say? I <laughs> From last week when we were talking about <laughs> Idris Elba and Cyberpunk as <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it was something I made up. I thought it was fun. Um, Justin, here's something interesting. So PlayStation uh, sent out a, or rather Sony, I guess, uh, sent out a notice to people who had purchased content from Discovery. Uh, and and the notice says this. Dear PlayStation customer, as of December 31st, 2023, due to our content licensing arrangements with content providers, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content, and the content will, will be removed from your video library. Click here for the full list of affected titles that will no longer be supported. We sincerely thank you for your continued support. So this notice went out. And alongside this was sort of the announcement that uh, there is no refunds for any sort of discovery content that was purchased on uh, PlayStations and that all that sort of stuff is just disappearing from the from these people's libraries. And I think this is one of those things that we've sort of seen coming for a while, but um, have really not wanted to think about this fact that you do not own digital content and that at any point a provider is able to just shut off your access to it and that money you've spent on it is just gone. And it's sort of this awkward situation that we're put in where, you know, the next um, Xbox does not is not supposed to have a disk drive on it. Right. To get a PlayStation 5 with a disk drive now, you're going to have to buy the PlayStation 5 and the disk drive separately. And the games that you, pop, you know, uh, pop in that thing are not full games. You still have to download patches to actually install the game. You can't just like play it offline, you know this is one of those fears, right? And this plays to one of those fears of like the things that you own, you don't actually own. Um, how do you feel about this? Justin Mackovich? I mean, for, for me, like I can get why it sucks, but it's just part of that idea of digital ownership. Right. Um, there's so much more to like specifically with movies and stuff like that, than than like a, a DVD, like you're streaming these things that like you're streaming it on a platform. You don't necessarily own that it's not like you're it's a discovery based app and stuff like that i mean you just i, I think about it like a streaming service right like mm -hmm. and to be honest uh we were watching a uh, netflix and we got kicked out of her uh dad's account the other night it was kind of <laughs> kind of annoying so we gotta buy yeah. netflix now maybe um but yeah i think it is like it, it's gonna start happening more and more um i still think that the convenience of digital media is way, way, way more worth it than having just a box of, of VHSs um, or DVDs for me. 
but I don't know. Uh, I understand why people are upset, but it's just part for me. It's part of the convenience that I'm okay living with. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where like I don't like it. I I prefer physical media. You know this about me. You can see this room, but like at the end of the day, this is just like what's going to happen, you know, and, and it sucks and I don't like it and I wish it was different, but like this is just the future that has been made for us and this is going to just continue to be a big problem. And like I, I would say that now we are to the point where like I think when the Xbox One, PS4 networks shut down, that's going to be when people start to get really, really angry about this, mm, you know, yep. because PlayStation, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Wii U network shut down. I would say that the majority of the people who owned games on those platforms probably owned physical copies of them. I might be wrong about that, but I think the digital libraries that people are creating now, um, if those disappear off of those older platforms, that is when, uh, 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 sorry, if those disappear off of those more recent platforms, that is when people are going to start to be quite upset, but that's just where I go with it. Yeah, well, Xbox is just saving the day. You can play anything you want. You can put in a you know good old floppy disk into your. Um, you actually just touch the floppy disk to the top of your Series X, and it'll play whatever on that any any files you have saved on that floppy disk. You know, uh, for real, when you put a disk into my Xbox Series X, well, rather when you like eject it and you pull the disk out, sometimes the Series X will think that there is a disk that's in there that needs to be like, I guess like launched into it so it will try and like retract it like really fast it's like it's like so loud for like two seconds it's very scary it reminds me of that like scene of transformers when, when the allspark starts turning all like the soda machines to life it's like it's turning yeah, your xbox yeah. series x to life and it's just shooting out discs um when's the last time you put a disc into a console justin um when i started playing resident evil 4 remake Oh, that, that's very and true. you want to know why, that's- dear listeners? My good, my good buddy, my good friend, Peter Hunt Spitek, uh, l- yeah. lent me yeah. uh, his uh, uh, physical copies of those games. So uh, that's why you uh, got to keep around. Can I have your Alan Wake two physical copy? Is that possible? Don't have one. No, no. You of okay. all people, Peter. <laughs> I was given a code. Oh, what I thought. I was given a code. Don't they not have physical? Oh, they also yeah, don't. I have was like, I'm like, wait a second, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Mandela effect Otherwise over here. I would have gotten a Steam, uh, not a, a Steel Book. Yep. If I if they made them, you can still buy a Steel Book, um, just no game in it, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Why do they do that? For is putting a game together for like, you. is that expensive? No, no. Why do Why do they make the Steel Books, but they don't put a game in them? Um, uh, for you for for your your good old Nickelback CDs that you collect. Did they put? Um, did they put? Am I making this up? Didn't they put Starfield in plastic boxes without? Hold on. Starfield physical copy. Oh, they do sell them in physical copies. But there was there was a, a Bethesda game, I feel like, that just had like, that didn't have a disc in them. You could buy a physical box, but then it would have a, uh, just a piece of paper in it. And there wouldn't be a disc. It's like an IOU. Basically. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Um, Starfield. Oh, they did say this. Uh, this was uh, a few weeks ago. 
or months ago at this point. Um, at hey, Beth- hey, at Bethesda support, will the physical standard edition of Starfield for Series X include a disc? And then it said, hello, all physical editions include a code for the chosen platform. There are no physical discs. But then they have backtracked that, and that now you can get the disc in there. Um, anyway. Uh, Starfield, what a great game, huh? Game of the year. Yeah, game that we're just still talking about it so much. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, this is how we talk about it. We just think about. It. Remember when they didn't put a disc in the collector's <laughs> edition, man? What a disappointing, what a disappointing thing, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just uh, not. I'm like, uh, uh, what's the game we're just talking about? Starfield. Starfield. Dude, I'm gone. I'm that's fucking gone. how memorable this game is. You can't even remember it for <laughs> fucking five seconds. That's 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 this game for you. Uh, what's the game again? It, it just like what it just what a what a what a nothing. <laughs> and maybe maybe I missed it. Maybe there's something about it that's great that I just couldn't find. But like I did play it actually a fair amount. Now that I look back on it for guides and stuff. But um, just, just really wasn't for me. Did you see that thing when, when like, this is probably a spoiler, but fucking at this point, when, like, you, like, basically a new game, you keep playing the game over and over again. It's like a time loop kind of thing that you do um, in the post game. And, like, things change in the world every time you do it. And one person actually met himself and that you could what? recruit into your party. That's cool. Yeah, but you have to play it 35 times to get there, so. I'm not going to do that, but. So what happens when you, is that New Game Plus? What happens? Yeah, it's basically, like, you have to, like, start from the beginning but you like carry over some of your like not items but like power-up stuff and then it's just basically like everything in the world is slightly different it's like uh not reality multiverse oh so characters will look a little bit different you might run into yourself or something like that that's cool i wish the game was better (laughs) you get to that point (laughs) maybe experience that or whatever Uh, i bet i played one percent not even 1% of that video game. Yeah. I just, yeah. Every time I had to do something, I just didn't want to. And that kind of threw me off from playing a video game. My brain is just so broken with my phone that like every time I get to a loading screen, screen in a game, I just open my phone. And at this point, loading is so fast that like, that I don't do it. Like I just open, I pick it up, unlock it and put it down. <laughs> I, you I know? see you doing that during but, like Spider-Man. You're throwing your phone. Like it's just trying to like, <laughs> but like with Starfield though, like, just with it was just I became so acutely aware of like how <laughs> I became so acutely aware of of like how many loading screens there were because I was just picking up my phone all the time. You know? To be honest, I think I would have liked that game more if I would have that when that weekend when everyone was playing it, if I would have spent the money for the early access, I think I probably would have liked that game more. Because that was like the last time I've had to have like an extended video game the session. Time to actually yeah. play it. Like I might yeah, have actually yeah. like if I put like a twenty five hours in right at the beginning there, I probably would have stuck through it. Because I would have, you know, I would have, I would have spent every second of that of that early access playing it because I spent money on this free game. Yeah, yeah. All right, Justin. I think that just about wraps up hitbox episode number 171 yeah, starfield starfield remind, will do that to an episode of a podcast just end it you know what i mean just, 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 where I'm just like i down. can't talk about this anymore yeah um what was i saying here oh oh yeah i would like to remind our listeners that they can join our discord server the link to that is in the description of this episode they can also support us on patreon uh, they can become $1 podcast producers or $3 deluxe podcast producers like Jay Knoll, Dave Parker, and GKS every single week. Those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode on top of this episode that we are doing right now. Next week, I'm going to tell you all about the game. <gasps> I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh. 
Tell me the inside I'm scoop. So excited. I will, Justin. I'll give you all of the scoops. I'll tell you exactly what uh, Jeff Keeley smells like. Um, Cause I think he, doesn't he stand at the door and he probably like sees you to your seats and he gives you a big hug before you sit down. I mean, that's what I've heard. He's probably gotta be a little sweaty. I mean, he's wearing all that stuff. He's on the stage, the lights to the stage, the, the anxiety that someone is going to rush the stage or something like that. Like he's probably a little sweaty man. Yeah, but he's got his cool shoes on so he can run away really fast. That's, that's pretty, <laughs> so, but no, no, not too fast. He doesn't want to crease him. Doesn't want to crease him. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's it. Are you a shoe person, Justin, real quick? I bought my first pair of Jordans the other day, and I've been wearing them like a really? king. Oh, my God. They're just what I want. They're red, black, white. They just feel so good on my feet. But I also walk like a duck because I don't want to crease them. Is that true? Me walking like a duck? That you bought these? That you bought yeah. Jordans? No kidding. Uh, I bought I bought my first pair of non van shoes uh, <laughs> in my entire life. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> like the first pair of shoes that I've ever purchased that were not just like the same shoes I've been wearing uh-huh, over and over uh-huh. again. I bought Nike Dunks. Ooh. My friend said because I, I said to my friend Kevin, I was like, Kevin, I need shoes to wear with a T-shirt to impress Elena's friends when I hang out with them to like look good. And he's like, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna I'm um, gonna throw in the disc. Can I throw this in the Discord chat here? Is it gonna let me? Let's take a look here. I, mean, I don't know if I can. Um, save image. At, that's too much. This is too. This is too difficult. Let me try to. You can copy and paste. That'll go in there. Oh, okay. Can Control C and then Control V. That it didn't come up. Wait, oh, did it come up? No, no it, it didn't come up. It says typing. No. No, I, that's, that's all I got. It didn't it didn't show up. Maybe if I. Okay, one more time. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the power of the snipping tool power of the snipping tool compels you well i guess what are you sending me here my shoes oh the oh those are the shoes damn justin those are great i know i know i've been looking for a pair like that for quite some time they were on sale i guess how much i spent for those i'm gonna say you spent 120 dollars are you do you fucking know me man i am the cheapest man in the world i do not i would not i don't care what i don't care what the shoes would do for me um i spent uh this is your shipment arriving soon um it was a total of sixty six seventy three for those shoes, dude. That is actually pretty pretty good. I know. I was so happy with myself. Um. Well, I like them. I can't wait to tell you all about the game awards next week. But in the meantime, you're gonna have to subscribe to us on Patreon for more content yeah. if, you want, <laughs> if you want something. Uh, patreon.com slash hitbox pod uh you can also follow us on twitter at hitbox pod or just rate this episode in your podcast player of choice that's all i got justin that's all we have for today a mustard deluxe podcast producer where you can find that deluxe feed we're gonna talk about fallout and probably the last of us tv show we're gonna get into a fist fight about it oh some of us one of us doesn't like it i'll never tell you which one you didn't even see it um, yet you didn't see it yet the Last of Us show? Oh, I thought you... No, you have. You haven't seen... You, you I have seen that. Did you see season two yet? Yep. You haven't... Oh. I went to the future. I went to the future. What a... I what saw a, they're filming in February. I'm going to be on set. fucking waste of time travel. Oh, yeah. Can, can oh, you yeah. imagine, like, you've just literally just moved your life ahead, like, six months just to, like, find something that we could <laughs> wait for? Just to find something that I didn't really want to watch? Yeah. <laughs> just to, just to <laughs> spite me in this very moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, until then, always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.
I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>